Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's the day after Halloween. How many kids are all sugar rushed? I'm sure most of them. I know um, one of my friends from college, their school district, her kids have off today. The school um, made it like a professional development day, so the kids didn't have to come to school. Nice. I wish we did that. I thought it was genius. (laughs) It is. I wish more, you know, like, um, you know, um, kids coming back from it. We need to coordinate MEA with Halloween. I'm sorry, but we do. MEA? Um, Here in Minnesota, we have three days where it's teacher conventions, but usually it's called, and we have fall break. So a lot of schools have, like, four days or five days off that week. For teachers to oh. talk about all the new learning ways and different things and work together. and Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, there's potential there. There is. Especially for, but, you know, the bad part is a lot of schools now are not celebrating holidays because they're afraid to offend ones that don't. Well, there's a fine line. I know. Both of the schools, so my children are in two different schools because my daughter's still in pre-K, and both schools went all out for Halloween. The, all the different classrooms had parties. Um, the schools each did their own parade. So yesterday was a very long, very festive day for us. And you would think they would be wound down enough to where they'd go to bed early, but no. Halloween so, like um, the early my Christmas. daughter, well, I mean, she's four, so it's a little bit more intense for her. She passed on the couch by 8 o'clock. Out cold in her uh, unicorn outfit still. Yeah. Yeah. So they, um, but they had a good time, even though it was cold. Like, we live in a good neighborhood for trick-or-treating and so they get to also see a lot of their friends because um, the school like for the elementary school it's, it's very much like a neighborhood elementary school like most of the kids that go there come from this one neighborhood so it's pretty cool it's basically they get to hang out with their friends all night now that would be fun yeah and all the ones thing that we don't talk a lot about is when it comes to trick-or-treating is that it's actually you know a lot of the older generations look forward to the kids coming to the door one of the few times they get to relive their youth a little bit and enjoy being around kids so that's what it's I mean like I so my dad actually came over so that he could hand out candy while I went trick-or-treating with my kids and my mom got to hand out candy at her house, right? So, like, 
they they both got the experience of handing out the candy, but um, he was so excited because my neighborhood gets a lot more kids than theirs does, and yeah, I mean he loved it. And then my daughter's preschool parade, like what they actually do is a trunk or treat event at the assisted living facility across the street, and the people all come outside and. Some of them that still drive, like, decorate their trunks and have that open. But a lot of them sit around, like, the circular driveway and hand out candy to the kids. And they absolutely love it. Like, the kids love it. The um, the adults from the assisted living love it. And it's just, like, a great time for everybody. And it's a great upper for, you know – individuals who normally don't get to be out into the community. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good connection that that school had, like the school and the assisted living have, that they can do things like that together. So this week we're going to talk about diets and supplements, but I would like to talk a little bit about next week because it is veterans week. Yeah, um, Veterans Day is Saturday, and so we, uh, through the radio shows, we highlight and talk about and, and talk with different individuals who have served or currently serving. And one thing, you know, in my support groups and my trauma groups that, that I am in with a bunch of um, veterans, is the one thing I'd love for you to touch base on, talk about, is the fact that when we get out, we stop moving. And yeah. we don't adjust our meals. And we end up, a lot of us, if we don't stay active and we don't eat accordingly, a lot of us pass away from heart problems because we're not, we go from on the go 24-7, always being active to sitting on the couch, eating chips, watching stupid movies. It's, I'm, that's very, very true. Um Right, anybody that's got an extremely active lifestyle and right in the military, you're not necessarily given a choice. You now have an active lifestyle, which from a health perspective is good. Um, but right, unless you keep that up yourself when you get out, um, you don't realize that your needs also significantly decrease, right? Because you probably weren't consciously increasing your intake when you were so active. Um, and so that's, I mean, it's a really good transition time to include that like food health perspective, right? So kind of like exactly what a dietitian does, um, help with that transition, right? Of like, hey, you're leaving one lifestyle and are going to be immediately adopting a very different lifestyle. Like there's not a slow transition there. It's a one day it's on, one day it's off. Exactly. And the Um, misconception is a lot of us don't know how to eat because we live in a community where we have a cafeteria. We call it an EFAC. We get our meals. Right. And so unless we go to a restaurant, our meals are taken care of for us. So. Right. And it's, um, so, yeah, so learning how to eat, how to pick out your food, um, how to plan your food, right, so that you have the right things available to you in the house when you go to make a meal. Um, I mean, all of that would be just, you know, priceless information for that transition period of knowing, like, okay, you know, I'm not running, or, like, how to continue to include that level of activity, because ideally – you would keep that up, right? So, you know, if you plan to scale back a little bit, figuring out how to also reduce your intake, but also, like, including that resource of, like, okay, here's what you were doing for exercise, whether or not you knew it, and this is how you could potentially continue to keep that up. Um, And when you are – when you do have, like, a high level of physical activity – um, it, it basically, like, gives you a lot of leeway with what you can get away with eating, more or less, right? And so mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to focus as hard on what you're eating 
in addition to it, like being there for you in the cafeteria, but um, because you're burning so much, you're not going to see the effects of poor eating habits um, as quickly or as um, like glaringly as you would if you didn't have that high level of exercise. So it kind of like masks a potential problem too. That's um, it. So yeah. And yes, love, you might be eating the exact same, and that's the problem. You're eating the exact same. And that's exactly the problem with a lot of us face. And, you know, we will have um, a bunch of resources to sign up for support groups and to sign up for, um, I know, like, my biggest challenge was just the exercise. Because when you're in the service, you have a platoon of a lot of people that run with you, that work out with you. And it's not by choice. You know, you do it as a unit. And so when you get out, you tend to not, you start out doing it, but it dies really quickly because you don't have that support system. Those people helping you and making you do it. And so we will have a list of different things for you to be able to. Yeah, that accountability and the camaraderie of doing it together makes a huge difference. Um, you know, it's that support and encouragement for the days you don't want to get up and do it now that it is a choice. Um, yeah, so being able to find, like, whatever it might be, like a, a workout group where you do it together or, like, a running group or things like that where there's a little bit of an accountability component uh, can make a huge difference. So we'll be talking about all that next week with Veterans Week. We have to include you in Veterans Week this week, this year. What was that? I said we get to include you with Veterans Week. Yeah, this will be my first time with you guys. Oh, we have different guests coming on from Len Kane from, you know, the Golden Rule Society and the U.S. Navy to we have – um, gentlemen from the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, cool. We have a bunch of greats and current members still serving. Um, looking at getting, we're trying to coordinate the schedule to get a gentleman from the Space Force. That would be fun. Just highlight like all different areas and all different people's experiences. Exactly. It's especially Space Force is not something I know much about. Um, Rick, who's the gentleman that hosts our Tuesday travel show, was actually, um, apparently Space Force is not new. Apparently Space Force was a different, had a different name in the Air Force. And oh, he, he okay. explained it a little bit. We're going to explain, he's going to explain it next Tuesday because I don't remember what he was saying because I only partially paid attention to it but they've added stuff to it and so you know okay i just they branched out a little bit more into the space but i will have to check that show out because i would love to learn more about it that's fascinating Mm-hmm. So for today, yeah, for today we talked about um, covering, like, weight loss trends and supplements and things. I've been getting a lot of questions really within, like, the last week or so about um, weight loss supplements. Um, So not, like, not the medications that you can get prescribed from your doctor, but these are just over-the-counter or, like, available on the Internet, weight loss supplement pills. Um, And you can find them. I was doing a little bit of, like, research, and there's so much out there on social media where it's somebody telling you their experience with it. And, I mean, 
thought, that's great that they feel better, but I don't, I don't know. One of them really caught my attention. She was like, I've lost 20 pounds in five months. And I'm like, that's average. That's like normal average weight loss. That's not actually like special. Um, so I'm like, it probably had nothing to do with the pill that you're uh, like commissioned to talk about, but that's good. I'm glad you did. Yeah, but it's one of those things, too, where it's like if you don't know what average weight loss is with just diet and exercise, you wouldn't know that 20 pounds in five months is not above average rate of weight loss, right? Right, so, and that's all right. the scary part about it is that, you know, um, you get some celebrity endorsing some pill or some diet, and I always call it the Oprah effect. And everybody's yeah. going to try it. Yeah. There's that effect of like, especially once like a celebrity, right? Somebody famous or even now, not even so much celebrities, but even if you have somebody on social media with a large following, if they say something, it takes off. And then suddenly I've got like a, a list of people asking about the same supplement. And I'm like, all right, like who is now taking this and putting it out there because the people are asking about like the same thing over and over. Um, yeah. Is what tends to happen. It like runs in waves based on whatever the latest thing is. Um, there are some that have sort of like, it's not stood the test of time because they don't work, but they just haven't really gone away, I guess. And they're still out there. Right. So for things like juicing, um, I feel like has always been around as a weight loss tool or doing like um, like a cleanse, right? So both where you're on this liquid diet uh, for whatever it might be, a week, 10 days. They're usually like time limited. Um, and with those, it comes down to like pure calorie restriction. Like if you're just drinking um Specifically with like the juicing, you're you're probably just not getting in enough calories. You're also missing out on like most of your protein intake if it's primarily fruit and vegetable um, juices, right? And with like true juicing, so not blending it in a blender, like actually running it through a juicer, you also lose out on all the fiber content of those fruits and vegetables. So you're doing yourself a a disservice in a way um, by not having all of that fiber intake that would normally be helping with like your gut health and bowel regularity and helping you feel full. Um, that's gone once you turn it into juice. Explain that a little bit because I didn't realize until you just brought that up. There's a difference between making juice in a, like a blender and using a juicer because I know when you use a juicer, there's all that crud that comes out of it that you throw away. Yeah, that's all the fiber. So, yeah, a juicer makes juice. Like, think about, like, apple juice that you get in the store. There's no pulp in it. There's no sediment. It's just see-through juice, right? Um, so a, a juicer, you will put in whatever it is, your carrots, cucumbers, leafy green vegetables, apples, pears, berries, whatever, and push it down through, all of, all of the liquid from those comes out one side into your cup, and then all of the fiber comes out the other side, and that's that stuff you pick up and throw away. So, I mean, theoretically, you're getting some of the nutrient content still from the, like, liquid juice component, but you're definitely still losing some and you're absolutely losing the fiber content because that's, that's the stuff you're physically picking up and throwing out um, versus a blender. So when you think about like making smoothies, right, and putting it in your blender, blender, and I really don't care what brand it is. Like some people are like, well, I have a Vitamix or I have a Ninja. I Sure. It, they all do the same thing. They blend. Just some are going to probably last longer than others. 
Um, but that, you're still retaining all the fiber content. You're just blending it up before you drink it. So it's like, it's, it's like all the work your mouth would normally do by chewing, you're doing with a blender instead. I never, so, that's something that's not even ever talked about. No, which I don't really know why, because like it, it makes a big difference. Like juicing is not, I don't know. You're better off just eating the actual whole piece of fruit or the whole vegetable, things like that. I mean, yes, in a smoothie, you're still getting all of it, right? But like digest, so digestion truly starts in your mouth um, when you're chewing. It's not just the like physical process of opening and closing your teeth and chewing, but there's also like enzymes that start to be released to help start breaking down the food. Um, and so if you're not chewing, you're kind of skipping that step, right? You're not, the food isn't going to be in your mouth long enough to like start that digestion process. You're skipping it and just putting the food right into your stomach. So it's like, um, I don't know, what comes to mind is, like, there are reasons to bypass the mouth and throat, right, for somebody that might have, like, a feeding tube, and the the stuff that they take through their feeding tube is, is I mean, pre-digested, I guess, is, like, the most basic way to put it, right? It's not pre-digested, but it's broken down in a certain way that it's, it's made to enter your stomach right away. So it's it's a little different from that perspective. But, yeah, uh, so smoothies have a time and place. And, like, if you're on the run and that's what's going to get the job done is getting in something, it works. But I'm definitely more of a fan of, like, actually chewing food um, and using your full digestive tract and keeping it all up and running and using it the way that it was intended and not trying to, like, bypass or circumvent any areas because then it's, you're not getting the full benefit. That's my my two cents on juicing. So really, instead of um, spending the hundred dollars for some fancy juicer, you can just spend twenty bucks and get us a, a blender and do the same thing, and actually be more healthier. Yeah, yeah, you'd be actually keeping all of the um, those fiber components of the fruit or vegetable. Yeah, and like I said, like. Really, when it comes to, like, expensive blenders versus, like, a cheap blender, really probably the only difference is going to be how long it lasts, right? How, how basically, like, how good is the motor? Um, is it going to cut through everything or not? Uh, so there's nothing wrong with getting, like, a $20 blender. You might just have to replace it sooner than if you got a $100 blender. That's all. It's still going to do the same thing. Uh, so some of the, oh, another one that's really not a supplement that I wanted to touch on too is like extreme low calorie diet. So usually, usually like 1200 calories. I know most like food logging apps and stuff, if you log less than 1200 calories, it'll tell you you haven't eaten enough. Um, but even at 1200, like that's not enough. Like I'm hungry just thinking about only eating 1200 calories a day. It's so low. And so um, I get the, the idea behind it, right? You eat less. And so you create a calorie deficit and you lose weight. But what happens when you go too low is your, like your body knows you're not tricking your body. Um, and so you actually end up storing more of what you're eating because your body gets wor- basically worried that you're not going to feed it again soon enough or that you're not going to give it enough food later down the road. So in a like, moment of self-preservation, it's trying to store more, and it gets really efficient with how much it burns throughout the day to do, like, everyday tasks. 
Um, so, so then the calorie deficit be, doesn't become nearly what you think it is because your body has adapted a little bit. And then it's, it usually creates more stress um, from the sense of not getting enough in, but also from the sense of you mentally trying to, like, do these gymnastics of figuring out how to only eat 1,200 calories a day, feeling deprived because you're, um, well, because you're not eating enough, but you've had to cut out all of these things. Um, and by that increased stress level, will genuinely throw your hormones out of balance, specifically like stress hormones, and make it harder to lose weight. So it all works against you. Um, it's better to find like uh, a really, it's not a really small deficit, but you don't need as big of a deficit as as, you're, as people are usually trying to make. Um, you know, if you, if you decrease by like 250 calories a day, that's going to be enough to get you where you want to go. And especially if you're adding in like some weight training, like so strength-based training and building up muscle mass, that's going to help burn your fat mass for energy. And essentially what we're looking for when we're looking for weight loss, yes, a number change on the scale, but you, you want to lose fat mass. You don't want to lose like lean body mass or muscle mass. And that can happen when you're not eating enough. Right, not all weight loss is good weight loss. Um, and what usually comes to mind for this is like people who are really sick uh, and lose a bunch of weight and they're really, really weak. That's because, yes, they've lost fat mass, but they've also lost muscle, lost muscle mass. Um, and that's not, that's not good. It's definitely not what you want to look for. Uh, so sometimes people call that like body recompositioning, um, but if healthy weight loss. It is also body recompositioning, but way to go about weight loss that isn't 12,000 calories a day. Um, I'll, I'll eat 12,000 calories probably by like 3 o'clock this afternoon. Just for like a frame of reference of what that, where, how far that should get you. And well, the scary part is, is people are watching and following like these influencers on social media and they're not looking at all the problems. Like I know that there was this one lady that was super creepy skinny and people just want to be like that and follow it. And that's probably, I mean, you get into a lot of things once you get into like the extreme thinness, like then you're starting to touch on probably like disordered eating and body dysmorphia and like a host of other issues that are like, that fine line between psychological and nutrition issues, there's a lot of um, a lot of overlap when it comes to food and um, like mental health. So that's definitely one of those areas with the extreme thinness. And then also not just for like that person, but I mean, even for the people that are so intent on watching it and consuming that content, um, you know, it, it warrants looking at, well, like, why? Like, why are you idolizing that? Um, what what component of that do you find to be, like, inspiring? And why? Right, because it's definitely not, it's definitely not healthy. Nope. So, uh, oh, so what you were saying about, like, the the influencers and how they are not, um, like, professionals, right? They're just everyday people, um, which is fine. But so I was actually having a conversation last night with my business coach about how 
dietitians are, and this, I, I think I definitely said this during my Washington Post article rant a few weeks ago. Um, truly, dietitians are in a position where we should be the food influencers, if you will, for lack of a better term, and to take it right. I think that's exactly what they call it in the Washington Post article, because we do have that professional background and knowledge to bring with us as we're talking about whatever it may be, right? Like, I don't know. Um, When I was having the conversation last night, I was talking about, like, you know, if somebody partnered with, like, um, the beef industry and was talking about the benefits of eating beef or, like, the dairy industry and talking about benefits of dairy, like, there's, there is, a, I think, a space for professionals like dietitians to enter into that, like, quote-unquote influencer category, um, really from a point of, like, um, widespread education. I completely agree. The one thing that we really need to get better about is, like, um, conflict of interest. When people, it should be a requirement. So, like, when people are being paid to sponsor something, it should be out there that people know that, you know, like, when you have actors doing it. But now with influencers, you can't even tell. And it's, yeah. So, and then, and this is another thing is that dietitians have a code of ethics that you have to abide by to maintain your national licensure, right? So, I have to disclose that, right? Any any financial ties, any conflicts of interest have to be disclosed. Um, so, even when like I've done continuing education presentations, it's like a a mandatory thing in the beginning that you have to disclose any um, conflicts of interest. And if you don't have any conflicts of interest, you actually have to say that too. Um, so it's something that we're used to having to do um, when we're presenting. And if you think about it, any sort of social media presence, like a post or a reel or whatever, it's like a teeny tiny presentation. So I I think this is my, like, I don't know. Maybe this is me finding my niche finally. Could be. You yeah. Found your home. It's what I, I, I think is happening. Um, and it's, I love, I have one friend that's phenomenal at, like, sending me the things she finds um, to, like, be like, is this real? Should I try this? Um, how bad is this for me? Uh, and that's actually the list of supplements that I have that, that I wanted to talk about today is directly from um, a text message from her. She's like, hi, I saw these videos on TikTok. Is, are any of these going to kill me? Like, um, so there's a couple out right now that are really, like, hot weight loss supplements. Um, and especially, like, Closing in on the end of the year, we're getting to the point where we've got a few weeks before people start having to see family, right, for family gatherings. And a lot of times that brings with it the, like, oh, God, my grandma's going to tell me how much weight I've gained. Or be like, oh, you're, you're still overweight. What happened? Like, and so you're looking for that quick, like, all right, I've got four weeks. How do I do this before Thanksgiving? Um, and it. So, right, looking for that that quick fix, something that's going to make it, like, melt off. And that's not – that's not possible. Like, you can make some progress in four weeks for sure, and it might actually be enough for other people to notice. Um, But also you should never lose weight or change your lifestyle for anybody but yourself. Um, So – one of the first ones is this enzyme supplement. And it is, um, right, it's so saying that you're going to lose, like, 10 pounds in a week if you take this certain enzyme supplement. And it's actually in a lot of the videos I was finding, like, they'll 
say like the exact brand and show what they're using too. So I went and looked it up and it is, I mean, it can certainly help with digestion. Um, it's a blend of like papaya, ginger, turmeric, and peppermint, which are all things that are really wonderful at helping to like do the upset stomach with the peppermint. And then like the papaya and ginger and turmeric can help with a little bit of digestion and um, easing some bloating. So what these people might be noticing is that they feel less bloated and gassy. Um, and so if they're having like physical, like abdominal distension, right? Like if their tummy's sticking out more because they're full of gas, they might notice that that goes down because they're not as gassy. So like a lot of times with these supplements, some are just flat out like it's not going to do anything. But some of them, it does stuff. It's just not what they're marketing it for necessarily. Um, and same, so this one also, this enzyme supplement also has like free and probiotics in it, which are wonderful, right? Also very good for your gut health. So I think with this one, uh, a lot of what people are noticing is just that it's reducing feelings of bloating. And something that I always work on with clients is once we've gotten down a good food routine of getting in enough food at good intervals is then adding in pre and probiotics. So these people are essentially skip, probably, right, skipping the step of the healthy habit portion where eating enough, eating frequently enough, and going right to the pre and probiotic piece. Um, but again, it's not going to make you lose weight. It's just, it's probably going to like help ease some like gas and bloating type stuff. Um, another one I saw, because some of them like combined it with magnesium and some of them were talking about like magnesium by itself, which magnesium is wonderful, right? It does great things. It can actually help um, with like stress reduction. It can help ease sugar cravings. Um, it can help with migraines. It can help with constipation. So there are, there's different types of magnesium and it does certainly help with some stuff. So these people might notice, like, if they were somebody who was really stressed and craving a lot of sugar and then suddenly started taking magnesium, maybe they lost weight because they weren't having as many sugary snacks, right? Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't the magnesium itself that made them lose weight. It's a behavior change that made them lose weight. Um, but, again, like, that's very – dependent on the on the person um so it's not to say that everybody if they took magnesium is going to get rid of like whatever like 10 pounds a lot of these were like lose 10 pounds in a week or something like that and it's just that's a lot like if somebody came to me and they're like i lost 10 pounds in a week i would be worried that something was wrong um because that's so fast um, so also that if you're losing 10 pounds in a week, definitely like keep track of it and probably go see a doctor, like very seriously, um, because it can be a sign that there's something wrong, especially if you're not trying to lose weight. Um, another one that was like very, like a straight supplement was, um, L-carnitine. So this is an amino acid, so a building block of protein. So amino acids make up protein, and then proteins make up us, like muscles, tissues, that kind of thing. Um, so you're, you have L-carnitine in your body already, and you get it from food specifically from like meat sources. Um, so you're getting it already. It's, you don't need to supplement with it. And the idea is that it is part of the biological process of how you take fat and turn it into energy. Like one of the steps you need to use L-carnitine to make it happen, right? 
And so sort of the idea behind the supplement is, oh, well, if you have more, you'll turn more fat into energy. But that's not how the system works. Um, you're not going to suddenly turn fat into energy if you're not using that energy and, and creating a need for the energy, right? So if you're not suddenly, like, moving more and requiring more energy, your body has no reason to take that fat and turn it into something and use that pathway to begin with. Um, and like I said, you get it from food. Uh, there's not enough research to say, like, how much is too much. Um, so, so it's also like, okay, well, you know, can I take a supplement and not have any side effects? Um, one of the side effects, is this one that has that side effect? Let me just double check. No, this is not the side effect one. This is one, though, that, like, this is one that can, um, can have interactions with, like, medication um, and needs to be, um, you, right, you also have to be careful of, like, other health conditions. So if somebody has, like, kidney or liver problems, this wouldn't be a great choice for them to even try because they can cause additional damage. Um, and this is one of those things that, like, when your doctor asks you, about medications that you're on. I really, I wish that they always ask medications and supplements uh, because a lot of supplements do interact with medications. And I know this has come up on the show before too. Um, another great, great resource that I feel like um, people don't necessarily use as much is their pharmacist. Um, if you go to your pharmacist and you're like, they can look up all the medications that you're on, just like the doctor, and they are in a great position and have a wonderful background knowledge on how supplements interact with those medications and looking at how your body uses them, right? Are they, are they cleared through your liver or kidneys? Like, how are you going to get rid of the extra in your body? Um, they know so much. It's really incredible. So that's always a good resource, too, before anybody considers taking a supplement is check with your doctor or your pharmacist. Um, the pharmacist I like, because you can usually just walk right up to the counter and talk to them. Like, it's, it's usually pretty simple. So, like, there's that potential that maybe L-carnitine does something, but it's not, there's not enough proof yet. Um, even in studies that have been done, they've been small, and the difference that it makes is not big enough to distinctly say that it was caused by the supplement. And like I said, you're getting it from other sources. So if you have a diet that includes meat and especially red meat, you're getting it in any way. You're not – you're definitely not missing it um, is one of the big things. So it's not like your body doesn't already do this. And you'd need to actually create the need for energy, right, to use the pathway and actually use the L-carnitine to turn that fat into energy. Um, I'm going to say there's one, like, proprietary blend one that I'm going to say for last. Um, there's another, like, herbal-type supplement called berberine that is being, um, I don't know if the company, it's like any of the companies are marketing it this way or if it's just how it's being talked about on social media, but it's being compared to um, like the weight loss injectables, right? Um, so like uh, Ozempic, Semaglutide, Wagovi, those kinds of things. Um, it's not that, uh, but much like those, one of the side effects is nausea from taking this supplement. So there's just like, well, is the supplement doing anything, or is it the fact that you're nauseous from taking it and so don't want to eat? 
Um, so there's still, that's another one where it definitely still needs um, some research to figure out whether or not it is actually making a difference. Um, and again, it's not making like a significant weight loss difference as compared to just diet and exercise alone when they're doing the studies. Um, so when they do studies on these, what they typically do is get like two groups. Um, they both do like a diet and exercise regimen. One gets the supplement, one gets a fake one and see if there's a difference. So everybody's got the same goal that they're trying to lose weight, but one has the extra help or potential help of the supplement. And so at the end of however long the study is, they take a look and they're like, okay, on average, the group that didn't have a supplement lost this much weight per person. And then they look at the supplement group and they're like, all right, on average, the people with the supplement lost this much per person. And like, I'm literally making this up, but say on average, the non-supplement people lost like 10 pounds and the people with the supplement lost 12 pounds over the course of whatever, three months or something. Those are so close that it might not be enough to say that there's a significant difference, right? It's like, is it just coincidence that that group lost more? Was there another variable? Because we're humans. We're not like we don't live in like a sterile scientific environment. So there's all kinds of things happening to us um, in addition to like the study. So berberine might work, but it sounds like it's probably just because it makes people nauseous more than anything. And this isn't comfortable and there's nothing that says like how that works long term. And even if it did help you lose weight, as soon as you stop taking it and that nausea goes away, you're probably going to put it back on because you haven't actually changed your habits. Um, the one I saved for last um, is a like proprietary blend type supplement um, called Zenith, which I had actually never heard of before um, before somebody asked me about it. And this was the one where when I was looking it up on, like, TikTok, um, people were saying, oh, well, I lost 20 pounds in five months. And like I said at the beginning, that's average. That if you figure, um, I don't know, why can't I math? I have a little bit of a cold, so clearly this is impacting my ability to do anything. That's four pounds a month. If you figure um, – four weeks to a month, it's a pound a week. That's actually on the slow end of average weight loss. Average weight loss is one to two pounds a week. So slow end of average. But you hear 20 pounds and you're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. It's, I mean, it's great. I'm glad that they did that if they needed to lose 20 pounds. But um, it, wasn't, it probably wasn't because of the supplement. So this one I thought was very interesting. Because reading the description, it talks about it talks about using some sort of mechanism that that reduces your leptin levels. So leptin is a hormone in your body that is secreted from fat cells. Most hormones involve fat somehow. That's just how it is. Um, that tells you that you're full. So if you're reducing the amount of hormone telling you that you're full, I really, I don't understand how they think that this would help you to, like, eat less and burn fat, which is kind of, which is like their... Um, like marketing thing there is like um, to accelerate fat loss and help you to not eat as much. 
but but leptin is the actual hormone. It's a real hormone in your body, but its purpose is to tell you that you don't need to eat more, that you've eaten enough at that meal. It cycles, right? It it kind of cycles with another hormone called ghrelin. And so ghrelin tells you you're hungry. And as your stomach is emptying, when it gets fully empty, then ghrelin starts to come up. And when it gets to a certain height, that's when your brain goes off at like, hey, I'm hungry. And, and that's when your leptin levels are low. And then as you eat, your stomach fills up, your leptin levels increase, the ghrelin decreases, right? So they kind of like flow opposite each other. I always think of like the bubbles in a lava lamp. Um, and, um, and then you know that you're full because the leptin has increased and the ghrelin has decreased. So if this is decreasing your leptin, I don't understand how this could even conceptually help you to not be hungry anymore. So I don't think it's real at all. And typically anything that has a proprietary blend um, or proprietary complex, um, that's usually like a red flag for me and a strong indication that it's not going to do what it says it does. So those are, those are the big ones that I'm hearing about lately, but I would, I would love to hear other supplements that people are hearing about because there's just so much information out there, right? And it's not always from a reputable source. Um, even though it might like really appear to be reputable, but it's not, it's not, it's not backed by science. It's not like, it's, it's just not. So, I would love to hear what other people have. There's, I feel like there's a supplement for everything. Last I heard, there was. There's I'm everything. wondering if that, gonna like... the one supplement you were Go talking ahead. about where it fills you up and makes you not hungry, if it's kind of like one of the, like water. They tell you if you want to eat less at mealtime, drink a glass of water first so it fills up your stomach. So I was wondering if it was going to be like a fiber supplement. So a lot of times, None of these, actually, but a lot of times um, any kind of, like, weight loss pill is either a stimulant, like caffeine, like a caffeine pill, or a fiber supplement, um, because the fiber will genuinely make you feel fuller. Um, but this, like, unless it's in their proprietary complex, unless that's, like, full of fiber, I genuinely don't know how this is making you feel full. Or, like, whoever's taking it, not you specifically. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Have you heard of the Garcinia Cambodia? I know I'm butchering this. Oh, you're not that far off. Um, Yes, that was a big one with Dr. Oz, like, years ago. Is that coming back around? Yes. One of the most popular Uh, weight weight loss supplements of the year. Oh, okay. So I, this was, this used to be one of my favorite conversations to have with patients because they'd come in and be like, well, Dr. Oz. And I'm like, he's a cardiologist. If I needed something, if I had a question about my heart, about cardiology, like I would, I would hang on his every word, right? He's a cardiologist. He is not a dietitian. He is not a food expert at all. Um, He may have an interest in that area, but that's, pretty much where it ends. Um, Garcinia Cambogia is is one of those ones that I think, if I'm remembering correctly, if you got the actual product where that's all that was in there and it was like actually like pure Garcinia Cambogia, that it could help. But because supplements aren't well regulated, most of them were not didn't actually have that much Garcinia Cambogia in them, like all the different um, ones that were available, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, that's the sad part yeah. about it is that, you know, 
Um, if you want a good supplement, you need to go to like Canada or somewhere, not the U.S. Because they well, actually you regulate. That, because they do regulate it. Yeah. Um, and this, the Garcinia Cambogia was another one where it's like, yeah, it might help with weight loss, but only by a little bit. Like, it's not going to be like a magical experience. Um, so if the effort that you put into finding a like quality Garcinia Cambogia supplement, if you put that same effort into like lifestyle changes and going for a walk and eating regularly, like you'd probably see more benefit that way. If not, you'd see the same benefit at least, if not more. So yeah, um, there's another one that I haven't heard about recently. Um, is it human growth hormone, right? Oh, um, Yeah, yeah. So you can't just go buy that. You actually can. Um, you shouldn't be able to. You can go online and actually I, buy HGH. It is that's why um, so many sports industries have banned it. Well, yeah. HGH. I can find like. Let's see. I'm looking for it right now. My Google history is interesting. Um, There's a biotech company that actually sells it. You can order it from GNC for about a hundred bucks. It's that's a lot for something yeah. that you really, really should not be taking, except under like the direct supervision of a doctor. I know for a while there, there was commercials about ordering it because it helps with this, this, and this and helps you with looking younger, feeling younger, yada, yada. And I'm like, wow. And we almost had so like to put this my one, on that naturally. There's, um, so like one of the ones I'm looking at now is labeled as HGH, but it's, it's all amino acids. Mm-hmm. There's no, I don't know. That's yeah, and it's there are, there are people that genuinely need HGH because they have like a a hormone deficiency, um, but again, their doctor is not going to send them out to GNC to buy it. Like, it's going to be something that's much more regulated and actually just human growth hormone. Yeah. That's talked with our doctor about it for my son because he wasn't growing. So they thought yeah. it was a hormone issue. Yeah. Um, which does happen that there are, there are kids that need it. Um, but a lot of these like um, HGH supplements are just um, claiming to boost your own HGH. HGH um, production. This is so interesting. Yeah. So there's a lot out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I would gladly like pick another five of these and do another set of this for like another show because there's, there, there's so many. Like I could keep going. Yeah. Like the L. Karen Carnitine. Yeah, There's another big popular one. Yeah, that's the one where I was saying you're going to get it from meat and your body, you, you have it already, and it does its function. It turns fat into energy, but eating more of it or taking a supplement of it doesn't mean that you're suddenly going to turn more fat into energy unless you have an increased demand for that energy, right? you got to also still create that demand. 
remember there was you know, a couple, a few years ago, there was like the company Ally and Relicor that um, promoted, you know, rapid weight loss, reducing cortisol in your body and Oh, Ooh, yes, I'm going to do, um, yeah, next week we'll focus more on, like, the, the Veterans Week, but I would love to do another one of these. There's so Let's many. Let's do the week after Veterans Week where we'll do yeah. episode two of supplements and weight loss. Because, yeah, I mean, when you just even Google weight loss supplements, you're getting, how I just said most popular weight loss. And the scary part is, is they market them, you know, burn or skinny or super youth. It's marketing, for sure. It's, you know, from gummies to, you know, pills to powders. And the sad part is, is now they're bringing it into the kids' world because of um, the obesity problem with... um, kids because they just don't exercise yeah so that looks like we are at time thank you this has been informative as always and join us tomorrow with family day with Bob Oakley And join us next week, and we are going to celebrate Veterans Week. Great. And um, like I said, I'm trying to get better about at the end. If anybody's looking to follow me, um, I'm most active on Instagram. Handle is Beth Wyman underscore RD, as in registered dietitian. And speaking of which, we ended up with 50 people asking about doing a summit online for for the new year right correct yeah that's great and Linda's all excited about she's going to actually if we want to do it she will help coordinate it and set it up that's awesome So coming up, there'll be more details as we coordinate it and put it together. See if your friend's available, what what day of the times, you know, what weekend she's available. And we will have professionals from health coaching, mental health, to eating and reikis, reikis, reikis? Reiki, yeah. We will have professionals on all levels. It'll be a full weekend summit of different ways to live a healthy lifestyle. And we will, um, I'll talk to you about this too, is um, off the air, is that we will have different packages available because setting up something like this countrywide, worldwide, but having different professionals come in, there's going to be a little bit of a cost. So we will offer different packages, um, free access, and we will also offer behind the scenes access for a small fee to ask direct questions and with each host and guest. Stuff will be coordinated in the coming weeks. Very cool. I'm going to message her now. (coughs) We are now going to a whole new level. And, of course, we will host the show audio version of it on the radio. Hey, Beth. I just wanted to say thank you so much. I sat and got two and a half pages worth of notes. They said that one cannot do what one does not know. And my friend Brenda Reese, Rick's wife, always says ignorance, root word being ignore, is a choice. So offering solutions to most people's problems and giving them things that are too legit to quit, as you say, we're looking for viable sources. Beth, we thank you so much because you are our viable source. Thank you so much, baby, for being on the show again. Yeah, you're welcome. So have a good day. Have a good week. See you back here next week. 
And don't forget to follow Beth on all her social media channels. And have a good day. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode as we continue our journey towards a more fulfilling and optimized life. Until then, take care, and remember to make each day count. Oh,